feel like every day is kind of like you wake up crying. Something happens that affects me and I just like have tears in my eyes for like the first hour of being awake. And I, I wake up suddenly, like I'm just wide awake and alert. I'm like, oh cool, now I'm just here with my thoughts. Maybe running them up. Just imagining that like, I think the biggest thing for me right now is understanding what is actually really happening like before our eyes. Just like with COVID, you know, it's like something so new, so different and it's, it's happening and you're like watching it happen. But with the Black Lives Matter movement, it's like, it's so personal. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not Standing Rock where I have native blood and I was feeling that shit. But the whole world wasn't feeling that shit for those people as they should have. Or like how we should have stood up for Flint, Michigan. Because that was black folks. And they still suffer. You know, like... But waking up... And this is what is making it kind of... It's lovely to be in public, but it's kind of hard. Because people have their own like personal guilt or shame or empathy. Which is beautiful because the world can heal itself with empathy. If we all just gave a fuck about how someone else felt, we'd be better off, you know? But, like, being a person who's unique and visibly expressive is already, like, a target, you know? Like, I already know that people are like, whoa, this chick is different. She looks different. Something's different about her. Like... I'm aware. This has been me my entire life. But now I feel that little pinch of a difference because now people are specifically seeing me as a black woman, which is strange because they should have always and they should have always felt that compassion when they see me walk in a room because being a black woman, I... I am a minority of a minority. I am the minority of the minority. Probably the hardest working, most loyal, and most dedicated humans <laughs> in our modern society are the black females who continue to fucking put their foot down and work and do what they have to do to survive, even though there are so many forces telling us no. And, and also, when you see one of those guys that's getting shot or killed by these fucking cowardly cops, that could be my brother. Like, I have brothers who've dealt with police brutality. Like, and bless our family that we never had to feel the loss of one of them. But it's real. Like, last week, I got All Lives Mattered by somebody, and it burned my ass because 
one, you're not even here. You're not even paying attention to the conversation that we're having. And you're a young 30-something also. Like, you should know better. But two, it was a person that I knew who knows me to be prideful and knew that that would hurt my feelings or that would affect me. Like, it's to shut you up. It's like, well, all lives matter. I'm done with this conversation. And I'm like, it takes, it's taking a lot out of me or a lot of me and my soul these last few weeks to not just go the fuck off on people. Like, what I would naturally feel like the instinct is. But I'm like, don't give that energy. That, like, you need to preserve that energy for the fight. Not for some dumbass who doesn't get it. Or somebody who's trying to call you out because you called them out on something you believed. And something you actually know as a fact. And anyone who tries to call me out really needs to be sure that what they're doing is the right thing. Because I will fucking drag you through the fucking streets with all the knowledge that I have gained in my life to deal with people like you. You think you're the, that's the thing. It's like, you think you're the first racist I've ever dealt with? Or like, people think they might be the first to say something or the first to be this way. And it's like, no. The only reason I know how to not respond is because I have been through this before. And I have wasted my energy and my time on having a fucking internet argument. You know, like if you really want to get down, come over. Let's go meet in a park. Let's talk about this shit. But I'm not going to sit there with my DMs lighting up because I'm fighting with someone. That's taking the time that I actually put into the people I communicate with that I do share joy with. You know, like why would I waste my energy? Like this shit is hard this shit is so much like more than us and all of us who are existing and participating in this movement know it's not it well should know it's not about us it's about the future it's about those kids 30 years from now that don't have to be like us marching for our fucking rights still in the 21st century it's it's unbelievable that it even has to do like happen and that it's even taken this long for people to fucking wake up to something that's so when you're black it's so obvious to you i saw a quote earlier that said i wish white people would stop hearing the word privilege and realize it more it means advantage like they're they have like an advantage over they don't they think priv they're like oh privilege I'm not privileged, but you have advantages. There is a difference, and we're letting you know that it is obvious, and millions of millions of people see it on this planet. Like wake the fuck up, because if you're not waking up, you're gonna be left behind. You know that's that's my issue with the people who are like clout chasing and fucking sharing posts about just for the likes and not to educate or give knowledge or insight or like like 
people who are not actually being there, but they're there for like the couple of seconds they need to to get a photo to prove that they were there. Because they saw on the social media that it was something that was gaining traction and they're like, oh, because that's what they're trained to do. Look at what's happening, follow that. Right. Gleam onto that, gain as much clout as you can because that's likes are what it's about. It's all about. Right. That's that's the way everybody's been living. And anybody who has to lie to kick it, I'm sorry, I'm calling them out. If I see it happening, it's not going to happen on my watch. This is important. Like, my grandma can't march. She's an old lady. You know, there's a lot of... Like, where a rich white kid might think that they want to be a part of this and go get a little image or whatever it may be. Whoever's trying to get caught off of this, there is an entire generation of people who are oppressed that are in, like, retirement homes and assisted living because they're so old... Now, they can't go be, like, physically be a part of it. They're just the last ones that are still alive. Exactly. But people don't realize when they're out there doing this shit, it's like a mockery. It's like slapping a movement in its face because you think it's more important that you get likes about it. I think it's the most disgusting thing I've seen ever. Like. Do you think that because this is shining the truth flashlight on everything that that too will be those two will be left behind and it will weed itself oh, out i feel like we're seeing the death of the influencer yeah well that was never important anyway so. exactly and it was about time but it's like you know it really influences it, the right thing right change that helps people yeah and if you're gonna be an influencer out there you should actually just be doing the work which you is know. then you're just an activist. Then you're just a normal human being. You're the person that you actually should be. That would be of, of value. Like, oh, it's really lovely to see so many people come together. But it's a lot. It's a lot. Like, I don't want to talk about it with everyone you know like I don't want someone to feel like because they see me at the store because it's similar to after Trump got elected and I was living in the south and people were like expressing their shame to me because Trump was now the president because I was the closest black thing they knew or saw And it's like, do you think I don't have enough weight to carry of my ancestors? Now I have to carry your fucking emotions about how you feel bad about something you probably did once upon a time. Or you know your family owns slaves, so you have to apologize to me for it. I don't need an apology. It's too fucking late. Just be better. Be the difference, you know? Be that change. Go talk to your family. Have the right conversation, but stop asking black people. Stop, you know, we've done enough for you. Right. We've done enough for you. You're not going to get free therapy as well. Like, I don't care if you feel bad about something you fucking did or something your people did. Guess what? It shouldn't have taken you this long to wake up to it. You know, 
And I can only say that because I know personally, I know people who have yet to apologize about anything like you. Because you al- we already know what's up. We're friends besides the fact that we are different races. We're the human race. You know, and there's people that I've known my whole life like that. And there's people that even I don't know, they're strangers, but you you see them out and you know that's who they are. But then there's people who have the shame and guilt, and I'm not here for it. Like, I could care less. It doesn't bring these people back. It doesn't take away the fact that you took my ancestors from their homes and their thrones and made them slaves to build you a country. Doesn't, doesn't change that. That will forever exist. But at least 300 years from now, my descendants could hopefully say, oh yeah, back in the 2020s when they had the revolution and things really changed, you know, we can really be grateful for that. And maybe they won't have animosity towards white people or white supremacy because mostly it is the white the the white privilege that is the biggest issue you know I say my non-black friends but it's not the non-blacks it's mostly the white people that this issue like that is the whole like black versus white thing is real you know segregation wasn't about keeping Latinos from black people or Asians from black people. Jim Crow laws weren't about. Yeah, it was specifically for white people and their privilege. And guess what? Shit is done forever now. It will never be. Because you can't kill us all. The president lives on Black Lives Matter Boulevard now. That's real. That's one of my favorite things I've seen. I love it. Thank you for letting me experience the joy that you've had the experience with you and for being a part of this with you because, like, I have just been learning so much from being out and marching with you and riding with you, and it was, it's been a life-changing experience, so I want to, I was thinking about that on the way over here, I'm like, I'm so glad that I'm able to experience it with you. So thank you for including me. Thank you for being there. Like, we get to say we were there. You know? I didn't uh, think in my lifetime I would see this. Like, honestly. Me either. I didn't even... Not because I didn't think it was deserving, but I just didn't even imagine equality to actually be a reality because it just seemed like such a dream to, like, finally be just people... And respect the people who have contributed so much to this country and this world and entertainment and pop culture and society. And it's just based off of our fucking natural ability to be cool. And creative. Or like... And to to truly influence. Being so strong... That people like Sam Cooke could be a fucking major recording artist in the seg- in a time of segregation where he couldn't even perform in certain cities 
because of segregation. And he's just an, one example. And now we get to be in this time. And he, and like those people did it anyway. They did it anyway. He performed even though he knew he could get fucking shot in the back of, in the alley, leaving, you know, death threats. The Beatles got death threats because they would, they, when they came to America, they said, we're not playing segregated crowds. They played the first integrated crowd in the South in Jacksonville, didn't they? Quincy Jones. 55 Fra- years Frank ago. Frank Sinatra got death threats from having Quincy Jones be his band right. leader. And Frank Sinatra said, if my band can't stay on the strip and they're on the fucking billboard, I'm not playing. So guess what? All the black people started staying on the strip. And that is a tell as old as time. Because there's always a big old black family walking down the strip anytime you're in Vegas. And it's because people who were real allies stood up and said, no, I'm not doing this. I'm using my platform to make a difference. And it wasn't about likes. It wasn't about if anyone ever heard of this even happening. Mm -hmm. It was the kindness of their heart and the character that they actually were. Because of the even playing ground of art, of music, of sport, those relationships exist in all those environments because... It, in those times, it was the only place where it was a truly level playing ground. And right. and they realized that everybody's just as important on this team or in this band or on this squad if you're in the army, you know, in the military. When all when everything else gets stripped away and you realize that, 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 that those are those were the mediums that you could, under, that people were able to understand that we're all equal. And now right. everybody sees it. Right. Everybody can, sees it. And it's funny that they didn't see it before when you think about things like the NFL or like. Well, because there was ways that they could the control NBA, it. They could control the narrative. You know? the narrative. Yeah. They could control the money. They could control who and what and how things happened. Right. But now. And now they can't. They can't. Because they got too greedy and they sold us all our devices. And they fucked with with black people for too long, and and we and, got and just fed got up. out of hand, and and they mishandled COVID, and everybody's lost their jobs now, and they're afraid of, of dying, and nobody's dying. And they lost their jobs, and they gave us more money to have no jobs. Sorry, people are dying, but not as many as we thought. Well, yeah, they made it look Nearly like it was about many. to be the fifty percent of the population. We thought all of our friends were going to die. We thought we were going to lose. Right. Everybody thought they were going to lose a family member. I was. There was an article I was reading in the beginning of COVID, and it was like this, the like the second month, but it was saying how everyone needs to be prepared. This is a real issue. This is a real like pandemic. Everyone's going to lose someone they love. That was like the. That was the exact direction it was going. That was the message they were putting out there. Like, be ready. You're going to... Someone you love is going to die from this virus. Because they saw an opportunity to scare everybody in a new way. And they scared us into wearing masks and staying indoors. And then they gave us all a one-time $1,200 payment. And then they gave the other $500 billion to their buddies. Right. So we could keep J.P. Morgan in business. And that was their biggest mistake because 
with the isolation came time for us to heal from whatever we might have been feeling, any traumas we might have had from like working our asses off all the time to really, I don't know, I've, I, this is what I feel is like being more aware of everything around you, your surroundings, what you say, what you do, who you interact with, how much time you spend on your social media. Because it's and not for just what purpose. Yes. Are you calling people you should be calling? Like what is your what are you doing with this time spent? You don't have to write a fucking screenplay, but are you doing anything to change? You know, like we had that beautiful three months locked in the house practically. And they just taught us how to lean on each other more. Because COVID, there was so much fear and like the only information you could really, that would comfort you is like actually talking to people about it, not staying on the news. And now we all know how to communicate better. We all know the the news is bullshit, even more so than ever, because we have people who are on the front lines of this movement sharing the right story and then seeing the story portrayed and then having people in foreign countries ask like what the fuck's going on it looks like america's just on fire i'm like well the smoke is clearing but shit is peaceful there were two days really of right. like true like major violence and, and we still don't know who incited that <clears throat> exactly it wasn't the people that we were out on it wasn't our people we were out on the streets with not a single one. It wasn't the people I was with in Santa Monica that day, the morning before the looting happened in Santa Monica. It wasn't those people. Yeah. That's a big... That's and then why did it stop all of a sudden? And then why have there been nothing but peaceful protests ever since then? Right. Were they why was there 100,000 people their... out in L.A. on Sunday? Were they called... 100,000 people and, and not a, a single store robbed or looted... No, people, I, bet, you know, oh, I bet all those businesses made money. We saw people going in in the Trader Joe's. We saw people hanging out right. on Santa Monica yesterday or two days ago. And it was very, like, lovely, warm. Like, it was nice to see that these businesses also are not living in fear. You know, they're welcoming the movement. Because once you cry wolf too many times and you scare people and you fuck with people's lives and you you don't protect the small businesses and you don't p- give people a rent freeze and you just continue to force them down. Like, you can't expect to do that forever. Yeah, and you can't And when expect- you clear distractions like sports and, and live concerts and the whole world is feeling that, we all, the whole world went on lockdown. We all got to real experience something together. together for and once. we were like, fuck this. And this is another thing that we're experiencing together. Yes. But instead of fearful... This is hopeful. This is the the pendulum swinging back the other Finally. way. Finally, yeah, it really, you know, it is, and now the tables have turned. The powers that be have no power. Their power has been removed. Now they're just there, embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, they're here embarrassed, and they don't know what to do because none of them are true leaders. They don't. They're, they're propped up. A true leader is going to be somebody who doesn't have a platform, who is not doing this for 
TMZ purposes. You know, and that's what's hard to find. A true leader, unfortunately, in the black community also has to be prepared to be a martyr because you might lose your life leading. That's been but I don't that's think, been the story every time up until now. Yeah. I don't I think that Martin Luther King, Dr. King, and Malcolm X are smiling down on us and saying Tupac. Fuck yeah, Tupac, Biggie. The select few that are public figures that we know. Prince, his birthday the other day. Yeah. You know, they they know Michael. There needed to be change. And they were ridiculed for it because they had black skin. Because they had... Michael Jackson white. Motherfuckers. And then try to completely just destroy that man's legacy. You won't... You can't ruin his music. Mm-hmm. You said the worst thing you could say about a person. I think. And you can't. You can't take they away. continue to try to drag him with documentaries and shit Ten still. years after his death. Why? What was the point? What was the point of that? That really pissed me off because Michael was a lot of things. And we may not agree on a lot of things because of his entire existence. The way he was raised. Everything he had to go through. Nobody ever lived a life like him. No one. And Never no will. one ever will. No one ever will. And of course you're going to be fucked to up. like 10 years after the man's been dead, you want to start making more accusations. Why? Why would you have to do that? And everyone's like, well, they needed to make a point. It's really bad what he did. And I'm like, yeah. And you want to know what's even worse? If this is all true, their parents were there for years. These boys. What the fuck is wrong with them? What about what happened to Michael when he was a boy? Let's exactly. Talk about that. You want to talk about, like, that's how that type of behavior happens. It's because it's happened to them. Right. Because he was abused as a child. He was forced to, to dance and sing for the world as a five-year-old. Right. What? Could you imagine? And then get mad at him because he's fucked up for that? And not appreciate all the beautiful art he was able to create in that vice? That the world's vice in a time like that. He never got to live a regular day of it, like life after discovery because and the getting that to that point is, it wasn't normal either. No. The most did, the most recognizable face is I love my mic and his plastic surgery. Do you boo? But the most recognizable entertainer of all time. Yeah. And the greatest. The greatest. And when you look at Michael Jackson's work and you, you know, like, there's artists who have like 20 albums. They've been out 20 years every year they put out an album. Like, he really took his time to put out something great every time. Mm -hmm. The guy was a perfectionist. Like, mad respect to Michael that's why he's here forever popcorn MJ two people in the world have it I know for a fact because I specifically drew this 
<laughs> for our tattoos purposes. It's like he has to have the Letterman jacket because everyone always does a thriller jacket and a beetle jacket or um, beat it jacket. But 1985 Michael is my favorite. You know, like a couple years after Thriller, where he's just—it was like around the same time as We Are the World. Yeah. And he was yeah, still wearing, still rocking the glove and the socks, bad. but he was also, yeah, exactly. Before he really went there. Yeah. Before, that was the sweet spot. That was you know? the sweet spot for real. That was when people were just like, he would walk in a room and like fifty girls just faint. He would. They um, would just pass out. Yeah. He was unbelievable to be around. He radiates. True prime, I think. Yeah. I think that he. People like him radiate so brightly that you pass out because you're out of breath because it takes your breath. It, like, physically takes your breath away, and you just can't even keep conscious yeah. because he is a otherworldly being. Yeah. I felt that way when I saw Mike Tyson that day when we ran into each other. There's, you know what it feels and like. I, he was, like, he, a, a ways away, and I was just like, holy when shit. When you see people. Like, I literally went, that's fucking Iron Mike. And Holy even if shit. no one knows who they are, they'll feel that beam. You feel it even though you don't even know who they are. Like, there's stars I see all the time who I don't even know specifically what their, you know, entertain, if they're, whatever their shit may be. I just know they're a star because they shine bright and you feel it. Like, and they don't even have to say anything about what they do for money. It's just like a, that just happens to be the benefit of being a star. Right. It's being able to financially secure yourself. That's, you would do it e- either way, you know? Like, Mike Tyson, if he wasn't one of the greatest champions of all time, he would have still been boxing somewhere. Maybe. He got hypnotized when he was a teenager. Well, yeah. By one of the greatest boxers. But what if he wasn't time. greater? What if he. But he was the physical specimen, like. He saw him and was like, oh, he has everything that it takes. And then it was turned him into that. Yeah. He's coming back. I'm excited. And he was very young, too. Yeah, he was, a, he was a child. That's the only way to be able to get to that crazy level, I think, is to be doing it as a very young age and then having whatever that is behind you that is profiting off of that. Where it's like... Because as a kid, you never do that naturally. Yeah, it's like as well as you know the your native tongue. Right. Like, it just comes... It's just second nature. Right. Yeah. Prodigies. We were Love talking them. about this the last couple of days. Like, I feel genuinely hopeful for the first time in a long time. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, me too. And in a, and in a way I never thought possible. Like, hopeful and, like, like, I felt this was similar to this, I think, when Obama got elected for the first time. It was like that, but instead of the symbol of what that was and him truly being, like, the Jackie Robinson of that, where he knew that he had to toe the line. He couldn't speak radically. He couldn't... I think he was forced in that position, but I think that he has also continued to possess the types of leadership skills that um, we, we want, but didn't have the full freedom to do it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they did everything they could to keep him out of there, and then he got in, and then 
and then I think he started. He I think he changed some people's minds, and I he think changed that some people's minds, and I think that he signed up to see some really bad skeletons. And Dave Chappelle was it Dave Chappelle? I'm pretty sure it was who said it. He's like, you know what? Finally happened. A black man knows all their secrets. <laughs> I was like, whoa. He's like, I can't wait to see what Dave Chappelle feels yeah. about this. Yeah, we were talking about that last yeah, night. Yeah, he's too. a movement guy. Yeah. Like, he's going to have something to say, and it's going to be worth hearing for... It's Everyone's going to need to hear it, you know? He's always been so prideful and proud and unapologetic. Like, unapologetically black, but also unapologetically himself He's one general. of the freest men black man in the world and not be free he's taken yeah because yeah, he took the power back and he was, smoked cigarettes on airplanes still I know that's how much he doesn't give a fuck <laughs> and that's how much everyone will just like that's Dave Chappelle no one would fuck with him ever they all know like we're all little Dave Chappelle's well he's mastered his craft and he's done it in a way that is undeniably commands respect from everyone I felt very triumphant after like because it was after Trump's election and the first episode of Saturday Night Live was Dave's comeback me too and I was like he said he said we'll we'll give you a chance if you give the disenfranchised people a chance like he was considerate and kind and but he was very honest about how, you know, I hope he does a good job. We'll give him a chance, but you got to start giving us a chance, too. Which he didn't do, but he did leave the door open. While he was hiding in the bunker. I gave Trump a chance. In the beginning, not like I gave a fuck about him. I was still like I was for, open to it too. I was like, Let's I was see. like, well, this is happening. I can't deny it. He is the funniest president ever, and it's the most comical, scary, weird like president from a '90s film. You know that shot of that little boy holding that sign that says Donald Trump is very weird. Have you seen that? It's like obviously written by a child. That's my one of my favorite images I've seen so far. And that's probably so what true. he said to his mom. He's very weird. Write it on the sign. <laughs> Donald Trump is very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, my... All the kids know. They don't fuck with him. And it's... He, I bet it's, dogs don't like him either. Oh, no. You know? He's just so, like... He's such a character. It's as if someone wrote him into our lives. He represents... And he's been, like, a supporting character for so many years. And he finally became the lead role. He's been trying so hard to be the lead role for his whole life. This is what happens when you elect people that have ever been on a reality show. Well, we, we live in a reality TV mm-hmm. society. We let it get to this level. Our days are, yeah, our that's lives. What we, that's what, yeah. Going unchecked. For as long as it has, this is what we get. And mm-hmm. it's... I think that the youth 
and this movement is taking collective accountability for that and saying, hey, we have the power to change this. Every single time we stopped in the marches, they're like, register to vote if you haven't already voted. Like, those tools are there for us right. to use, and we can still use them. And they're going to try to fuck with it. They're going to try to do what they can, but I think that there's a real opportunity to see a lot of the change that were happening, not just by demanding it and protesting every day, but then by putting people in place to keep it there and dismantle the white supremacist corporate agenda that has been running this country since day one. Completely dismantle. They will hold on to a fucking old timey rule. But just like in the first like, just like in the first revolution, they were unprepared. They were marching with red coats in a straight line. And us Americans were in the woods picking them off one by one. That's how we're going to have to do it again. Just like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer kneeling with the the African oh. scarves. Like, they're so unaware. They're, it's going to be easy. You're just going to pick them off one by one. They're yeah. out in the open. Everything that, they, everything that they're doing is out of the bag, you know? Like, there's no secrets anymore. They're fucked. They're fucked. That so was their last line of defense. There was a comment. See, this during this movement, I have been paying attention to the comments more because I want to know more what people think. Usually, I don't give a fuck what they think about Be anything. Be careful with that. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Well, usually, I don't care what it's they like think one of those about. They're asking for it. But I do like to take note of the things that are being said, even if I don't say anything in response, because I want to know yeah. what what people are thinking all the people you know and someone had commented and said because i commented on that photo and i said this is disgusting it's a disgrace you all should be ashamed of yourselves for doing this it is beyond disrespectful and it's and it's embarrassing it's a i said and it's more embarrassing for you to have to be doing this and someone said well no that's wrong at least they're trying to help at least you know how you try to help? Stay true to your school. Wear your fucking whatever you usually wear, your boring ass. I don't even know who makes all these politicians' clothing. Like, you know, the suit, the it's business suit. It's the same suit. thing, yeah. It's like the same exact. Isn't the it only oddly one similar won- to the same thing that corporate America wears? Isn't it almost the exact same it's suit? Almost as if they planned it that way. Right. The only best, the only time there was ever a woman that we would see that had anything to do with politics that looked well-dressed was Michelle Obama. And Jackie Kennedy. And Jackie O. And they off JFK, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then they also hexed that entire family. Even to this COVID. One of the... Robert F. Kennedy's grandson died, drowned in a river, like, during COVID-19. And the mom was looking for... They both drowned. The mom went to, like, save him. Granddaughter and great-grandson. I'm just like, damn. Kennedys, they can't just catch a break at all. Well, that's how powerful that system used to be. But there's so much with the... um, Like, there's so many... You have to shake hands with the devil to be a politician. You know, you have to accept that you're going to do wrong things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that sometimes people's punishment is worse than others. You can physically see it on them, but 
sometimes their punishment is worth like you know they killed kennedy kennedy believed in all the shit that we believe in now like in his own modern way for right. the 60s like he saw a better world right and he didn't think that the way it was going was the right way at all he wanted to save lives and they killed him for it yeah. and guess what his brother had a the same idea wanted the same thing and they killed him for it his son his son that little boy in that fucking photo saluting how dare they how dare they for all that shit they killed dr king this is the difference is that they got so greedy and they sold us all cell phones and made us all spend a hundred dollars thousands of dollars or a hundred dollars to buy the device itself and then hundreds of dollars to keep it alive every month force us to have it to be able to succeed in society quote unquote and now and everybody is spending their time researching right now now they really did was give us a camera and a computer in our pocket to turn it back on them right and and collect overwhelming undeniable evidence you can fact check you can we can fact check you while you're talking and prove you're wrong you know, that tweet, you saw that tweet, so did millions of others. You know, it's out there now, even if it's not true. It's, it's out there. That shit grows so quickly. It's amazing. The information exchange is alarming. Even so crazy to the point where, like, my best friend in England will get news about some shit here before I do because I'm not, like, like not online or or not necessarily in touch that day. But she'll tell me about some shit happening here. You know what I mean? So it's like, whoa. So if you're looking they for the made truth, a mistake. look on social media, you know? Yeah, that's the only news. Fuck the news. The only news that you can actually trust look on Twitter. is your Instagram live feed. Right. <laughs> or or anything, stories or any things from actual people that and, were actually and there. Yeah. Twitter, Reddit's good. Yeah. Reddit, they won't censor you on Reddit like they will on Twitter and Instagram. Like, Instagram will flag shit. There's levels to it. So, Instagram's owned by Facebook. You know what that goes along, what entails with that. Then there's Twitter, and then there's Reddit. So, depending on your level of truth uh, and, tolerance. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, people like more visual, or they like words, or they like a less But follow, words. like, follow you. Follow yeah, me. Follow we're, we're doing us. our best to spread the word positively. We are spreading the right word. At least our, you know, we have a pretty fir- amazing firsthand experience living in a major city. It's hap- we're, hap- we're experiencing it real in real time. As like happening. we do everything. Like here. we were down the street. Well, I was down the street when the looting was, had, the first looting started. Mm-hmm. And cop cars are on fire and I could see the smoke. <laughs> like that people are reporting of these cop cars on fire all over the news so like if you guys want a real up-to-date experience taylor and i are definitely there to be continued